This is The Playbook. This is Dave Meltzer with Entrepreneurs The Playbook. Man, I am so excited because I built The Playbook not only to teach people The Playbook to success, but to raise the awareness to things that have the most impact in our country and even the world. And I have Artist Stevens here. He's the president and CEO of the one and only Big Brothers, Big Sisters of America. Welcome to The Playbook Artist. David, thank you for having me on. I'm glad to be here. Well, you know, my mission in life is to empower over a billion people to be happy, to learn and teach them how to make a lot of money, to help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. And I can't think of a better organization in America than Big Brothers Big Sisters to change the course of our young people. People who may have challenges at a young age, uh, not having the mentorship or the guidance in order to get to where they wanna be. I always say the fastest way to get to where you wanna be is ask someone that's already there for directions uh, and to find those people. And I know the process uh, in order to be a big brother or a big sister uh, is an extraordinary one to find the right people to give our young people those directions. How did you get involved in big brothers and big sisters? Yeah, so uh, I I have a long history in working with young people, right? And I always like to tell people it sort of started, uh, I feel like I've been doing this from birth. <laughs> but my, my dad, my dad's a preacher. Uh, my granddad was a preacher. And uh, when I was growing up as a kid, you know, everybody said, hey, you're going to be a preacher just like your dad and your granddad. And I'll never forget, I went and asked my dad, I said, hey, everybody, I was seven years old, by the way, David, when I was saying this. And I went to my dad and I said, hey, everybody said I'm going to be a preacher just like you. Uh, is that true? And I'll never forget what my dad told me. He said, listen, everyone has their ministry in this world. You have to find yours, right? Um, and when he told me that, not only was that just so freeing for me, it was empowering, right? It was empowering for me because it told me that I wasn't like, like, like far, I mean, just stuck to this idea of generational expectations, right? or even the way we grew up, right? I didn't have a lot of means, but my family's all, my family always, and my parents always just communicated that we were rich in relationships, right? And it was relationships. It was the context of people in my life that every single step of the way of following this journey, my, what my dad called the ministry, right? Was this idea of being able to sort of get to places where relationships, so mentorship had always been a part of my life. And a couple years ago, you know, just working youth development for about 25 years and and giving back to young people because my personal mission is about empowering every young person to change the world, right? Because they have the potential to do that and it starts with changing their own world. Um, and it was two years ago that, you know, something happened in my life and it was happening all around the country. And that was when a lot of the elevation of social injustices in our country, and it was the name Ahmaud Aubrey. And Ahmaud Aubrey was murdered on the streets of Brunswick, Georgia. And why that was so unique to me, it wasn't that his name was any better or different than any, any other name, but he was from my hometown. That's where I grew up, right? So he was murdered on the same street that I walked on as a kid. I knew people in his family. And bringing this full circle, David, what it, what it told me and what it really inspired me was that my dad had told me about my ministry and it didn't change the fact of finding my ministry or, or living it. What it did make me question if I was doing enough. And it was not too long after that, a few weeks that Big Brothers Big Sisters came reaching out and when I talked with them and when they engaged me, it was like looking in the mirror. I saw myself and the kids we serve. I saw myself and the people that I work with. I saw myself in this mission and I knew this was the continuation of my ministry. 
and I believe everyone not only has a ministry, but everybody serves a God. And, uh, you know, I remember telling my mom, I didn't believe in God. God, I'm father. I, I listened to you and choked up because of the impact that you have had on so many children like me uh, when I was young. And, you know, my dad left when I was five. And I think, you know, I told my mom, I don't believe in God. I'm gonna make this happen myself. And my mom told me, you got to figure out what God you're serving, but you believe in a God. And it took me a long time to figure out I was serving the wrong God, the God of money. And I was serving that in the wrong way. And now having faith of something bigger than me that loves me more than my mom and provide that faith to other kids uh, has been a transform transformation in my life. And I look for organizations to not only give my money, but my time to uh, so that they can effectuate and scale what I can only do as an individual. And I think, you know, the ability to raise money in a ministry is a conflict for a lot of people. They, they don't understand, you know, the energy of money. They don't understand abundance. They don't understand giving and receiving. Um, and you have worked your entire life to empower youth, you know, National 4-H Council, but you've always been a great person to raise money. And that's the same as making money. Uh, and I think all the great leaders for, you know, un, for nonprofit and not-for-profit organizations have to be people who are truly great entrepreneurs, people who can make money or raise money. And you guys just received the biggest gift or donation ever, I think over 120 million from Mackenzie Scott. Um, but you've always been someone that have been able to deal with this relationship between giving and receiving for good causes. Yeah. Uh, how has that relationship evolved? And what are some of the key uh, skills that you have that are uh, making it possible for you to have this abundant, limitless type of perspective where you can raise, which is not easy, you know, to get a gift like that. It takes a lot of skills, knowledge, and desire to do so. What are some of those to help other people get their relationship straight between giving and receiving? Yeah, it's a great question. And, and I think there's something fundamental to the question that's really in, 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 in do, imbued in our mission, right? So, you know, our mission for, for those of, of your, your, your listeners and, and, and viewers here, that our mission is based upon the idea of relationship, right? We were founded 118 years ago as an alternative innovation to the juvenile justice system. And the whole idea was that there was an innovative way to serve young people that the country had not explored, right? Because they were just sending kids through the court system. And it was a court, court clerk that came up with the idea of saying, well, what if we got adults and positive adults and relationships and used as an opportunity instead of sending kids through the court system and over to jail? And these were kids who were immigrants. This was the turn of the 20th century. Kids who were immigrants, kids, kids that were in street gangs and crime. And the, and the idea was, yes, change their lives, but the whole concept was that if you can change their lives, they can then change the surroundings they have. They then can, can change communities. They then can change the country, right? So it was this bigger societal idea that was the impetus of that. And the growth of that was scaled by people who said, we care about this and we want to grow it. And you look fast forward 118 years and we're the largest mentoring organization in this country, right? 230 agencies, 5,000 communities, and this idea of relationship has always been imbued upon that. Now, here's the real, the, the real truth, David, is that when we talk about mentorship, 
we absolutely talk about positive relationships, right? And, and coming in with an adult and making a difference. But 90% of our adults, when we survey, will say, I went into a relationship thinking that I was going to make this huge difference and this big impact on young people. And they will all say, yeah, I will say they did that. But 90% say that the young person made more impact on their lives, right? So why am I setting this up? The idea of reciprocity, reciprocity in relationships, we believe in reciprocal mentorship, that the idea of when you give, right, you receive. So it is the idea of giving to someone, but it's also the idea that you receive, you become a more well-rounded person, you expand your view of the world and see communities, you connect with people that are different than you and your background, it makes you a more altruistic person and fulfills you. The idea of giving for us is the sense of becoming better, right? Giving is just not a sense of a transactional sense. It's an idea of becoming better. So to the people that are listening to this, where I always start is the sense of authentic value, right? You give because hopefully it's something you believe in. What we try to strike in the sense of building both mentoring relationships, but also with our donors, is the idea that our authentic value is the sense of human connection and human connection helping people community, society to become better. Shared values is the first place that we start. And we build relationships with donors and investors on that proposition that our product is about the idea of how relationships can change lives. And if you believe in that shared value, if you want an organization that can deliver upon the ROI that rests in that, and if you wanna be part of something that is sustainable and something that you can become part of a broader community that that's what we believe in. And those are the types of people that we want invested in our work. But I'll also say that it never ends with the place of simply, hey, you're doing this to, to help someone else because we believe in that. But we also believe that when you help someone else, you are in essence helping yourself as well. You know, I talked to one of uh, the famous alumnus and spokespeople for Big Brothers, Big Sisters. He had said to me when we were talking about this idea, and the importance of Big Brothers Big Sister, sorry, is that he said that the relationship capital goes from one that people live in a zero sum game where they come in, I'm going to give, you know, because if you give to receive, right? And you, the more you give, the more you'll receive. And a lot of people have this. What I've learned about Big Brothers and Big Sisters by being involved um, is that more importantly, it's a value add. It's, you know, that that we live in an abundant world and the more we give the more we receive the more we receive the more we can give and there's a value add there's more than enough of everything for everyone more than enough time more than enough effort and this mentorship is a calling but there is another thing that i have found and i've worked you know with jackie robinson i clemente family i represented i rep partnered with warren moon the hall of fame quarterback and we had a bigger idea about giving people what I think is the, the greatest common denominator of passion, purpose, and profitability. And that's a desire, uh, a desire that you must be what you can be to live to your potential, not what other people think, not what's missing, not what you don't have, but to instill this desire that you must be what you can be your higher self. Um, and, you know, I look at your career and wonder, what is it that drives you to have this desire that you must be what you can be? Yeah, you know, it, a lot of it starts with the idea of that I was inspired by modeling, right? And it was the idea of being able to see it. And, you know, we, we use this, 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 this saying a lot, 
this idea, if you can see it, you can be it, right? That for so many of us, and so many, particularly with folks who grew up in communities like me, right, that, that didn't have a lot, um, that for us, and a lot of people that I grew up with, it was like, you got 10 blocks, and 10 blocks is your world. That's all you know, that's your environment, right? And when you're exposed and you're open to, to new things and new experiences, and you're able to see people who are successful and, and, and living their lives in different ways, when you're open to new cultures and new backgrounds, and you have representation, right? People that look like you come from the same place that you come from. You need it all, right? I, I don't believe in that it's either this or either that. For young people, we should be saying it's and plus in everything that we do. And for me, that was part of the journey, right? I had an opportunity, my, my dad, nobody in my family was the first in my family to go to college and graduate. The reason why I was able to do that though, because my parents, as well as people who didn't go to college said, we know you need to get this experience. So maybe we don't have it, but we're gonna put you close to somebody who does, right? So that you know what that feels like. You know what the experience is like. Someone can talk to you about it and you can see it. And hopefully from that, it gives you a pathway to becoming something. So modeling was so important for me. I'll tell you another principle that's truly important. And I always talk to professionals about this. And a lot of time when I'm talking to professionals who are entering the workforce, and that's the idea that, that there is no such thing as failure, right? I just don't believe, I believe in learning. I believe that the opportunity of learning and continuing to grow and develop, when you are intentional about the things you do, you have to have some level of risk you have to have a level of standing out, doesn't uh, standing out and stepping out. But I don't just simply believe in the idea that when you know you fall or you have a setback, that that's the idea of failing. The question is, what do you learn? What do you experience, and what do you take from that? I take just as much and even more from the times that I didn't get it right. Now I didn't want to repeat it constantly because that's doesn't make sense. But it's the idea that when I I hit challenges in my life that. I knew that there was something to be learned from it. So what could I take from it? How could I grow? And how could it help me to continue to develop? And then the, 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 the other thing I think was just, just really important for me in terms of FIRE um, is knowing what you truly value, right? I get up every morning and uh, it's something that my kids and I say, right? My wife and our kids and I say, before they go out to school every morning, we have a family motto. Say, be smart, be strong, be kind, be you, right? And that last sense of being you is about all about authenticity, right? Living the value of who you are as a person, not being afraid of that, not being afraid of the sense of what you believe and your identity and who you are. And so often in, in society, and particularly now that you know we're behind screens so often, right? There's so much dissension in our society about what tribe or what group or what type of connection. And we feel like we all have to become something or identify with a certain thing because other people are doing it versus just the sense of being who you are and embracing that. And I know that's not, a, that's not always easy for folks, but we're trying to create an environment at Big Brothers Big Sisters with the relationships that give kids a sense of belonging, a sense of feeling included, and a sense of feeling like your identity can be expressed no matter who you are, what your beliefs are, and your background, because that makes you a more complete person. And that's part of what gives me fuel and gives me energy. And you're doing such a great job with it. Last thing that I have to talk about is I have this idea of being a milestone, uh, you know, and I always say I, I may not be a great leader, but I'm a great milestone, meaning I'm somebody that can help somebody get to where they want to be. But I also uh, people when they work with me as a mentor, 
they look at me and say, man, I'm smarter than that guy. I'm better looking than that guy. I'm faster than that. You know, if he can do it, I can not only do it, but I can do it better with his guidance and other people's guidance. And your family inspired you with that confidence to go to college and become, but this modeling, this role modeling, this mentorship relationship, I think goes beyond encouragement. I, I think there has a lot to do with being able face-to-face -face with somebody that you build a relationship based on credibility and emotional attachment and value to then say, wow, if they can do it, I certainly can do what I want to do as well. And I think that's part of the magic potion of Big Brothers Big Sisters that has created such an abundance, such an impactful uh, community that's, like you said, so big, especially here in America, to be able to create our future. And if we don't think that empowering our children is creating our future, I don't know, you know, I'm lost in where our money goes as a government that we're not pouring it into big brothers, big sisters, into our youth. You know, we, we never have money for education and, and programs, but somehow, you know, when, when, we, when we need it, we can find a trillion dollars for something else. It just blows my mind that we're not investing. So if you're out there and you want a better future, you want to utilize your dollars, your time, and, and your emotion in the right direction, I would highly encourage you doing your due diligence on not only Big Brothers Big Sisters, but their newest leader, Artist Stevens. He's doing a tremendous job. And there's a reason uh, that people uh, are donating and putting their time in. And why Mackenzie Scott put in over $120 million uh, to send a message more than just support to send a message of how important your work is. Uh, I've been waiting to have you on. I'm so excited. I got to have you back. Anything I can do for you or the organization, please let me know. The incredible Artist Stevens, president and CEO of Big Brothers, Big Sisters of America. Thank you for joining me.